and doing and reaching out, but living in relationship with people, just loving God and loving who? People. Amen. See, the devil is a liar. Come on. Everybody say, the devil is a liar. Dude, and how he comes against Christians and how he, he just gives them, you know, what I like to call a bubble. Everybody say bubble. For those of you who don't know, it's a pacifier. All right? So we go out in the streets and we're preaching the gospel and we're running into so many backsliders, into so many people who say they know God, but yet are still living a life of sin, are living a life of compromise. And today, we're coming against that lie in Jesus' name. When we go out on the streets, we're not going to make people feel comfortable. We're going to sit there for an hour, if we have to, to make them know that they are on the wrong path. Amen? It is something we need to do, and we need to catch that boldness. So I just encourage you guys to come out with Ricky and Rachel or with myself. All right? Right College is a hard you know, territory right now. It's like the hearts have been so hardened by just the lies of the devil and just the idea of atheism and all these other new age religions. We have to remain faithful. We have to push. And we have to remain obedient to God when he has called us to go there. So if you're thinking, I'm doing all that I can and I'm preaching and I'm not seeing any fruit, number one, you're being obedient to God, which is the most important thing. And number two, the harvest will come because he said the harvest is ready. Come on. Just like Ricky said. You know, it's right. It's the right time to go out because you know what? He's done something so great in your life that you just have to share it with the world. It is not a burden to preach the gospel. If anyone in this room is struggling with sharing their faith, is struggling, you know, with boldness, come out with us. Be encouraged, and we're going to help you, and we're going to just have you an experience and have an amazing time. Because once you preach the gospel, he fills you up with joy. Right, Rachel? When you preach the gospel and you're out there and you're just, you're just sharing it, sharing your testimony, when you leave, either your heart is just broken and just for the lost, or you're just rejoicing because you were able to preach the gospel, which is a privilege. Amen? I want us to turn to, um, to Luke 12:49. You know, so many people come to us with this, this lie from the devil that God is just, just, just a loving God and he's so merciful that no matter what, no matter what they do, he's still there. You know, he's still, you know, there to cater to their need. And he's still, you know, there to provide the blessings, which is a lie from the devil. God wants to transform us, to wash us, to cleanse us of our sin. When we come to him with a pure heart and we just accept him and we want him to consume our lives, he is just ready to pour out his Holy Spirit upon you and to take out the things of this world. If you believe that, say amen. If you want Jesus to transform your life more and more, say amen. We're going to, sorry, it says, when the world has this view about Jesus Christ, that this is who he is, and he was just a good teacher, and he came to teach us just some good morals, that is a lie from the devil. Jesus Christ came to transform this world. He came to set us free. He came, yes, to bring peace, but not momentarily. He came to bring us peace for eternity, amen? So let's turn to um, Luke 12:49. This is Jesus' view on why he came, and I believe I take his side before anybody else's. He says, I have come to bring fire on the earth, and how I wish it were already kindled. But I have a baptism to undergo, and how distressed I am until it is completed. Do you think I came to bring peace on earth? No, I tell you, but division. From now on, there will be five in one family divided against each other. Three against two, two against three. They will be divided, father against son, 
son against father, mother against daughter, and daughter against mother, Mother mother-in-law against daughter-in-law, and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. I'm going to stop there. Does that sound like what the world thinks Jesus Christ came for? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. First of all, he comes, and the first thing that we learn is that he clears up this misconception of what he came for. He says, you think this is what I came for? I came to bring division. I came to shine light. I came to start a revolution. I came to divide. The gospel of Jesus Christ divides. When you begin to live for Christ, it brings division. It tears people apart because they cannot stand the light that is in you because of Jesus. He loves us and he pours out his spirit so much upon us that when we walk out into this world, they cannot even stand to look at us, just like Moses. When Moses went onto the mountain, you guys remember that story? And he spent so much time with God that his face was radiant. Come on, everybody say radiant. Who wants their face to be radiant because they spend so much time with God? Because the Holy Spirit is on them so much. I do. And I want the world to know it. And guess what? It brings division. When you come to Christ, you're going to lose people in your life. And not because you wanted it. Not because it was your desire to walk away from them. But because it brings division. You know, some people in this room might be thinking, when I wasn't living for Christ, I had more family members around me. I had more friends who loved me. And now that I'm with Christ, everything's supposed to be a blessing. Everything's supposed to be beautiful. You know, that's what they promised me when I was out in the streets. Come on, you can have a good life. That is a lie from the devil when we preach the gospel like that. That is a lie. So those preachers of the gospel out here, make sure that you're preaching a balanced gospel, that you preach mercy, that you preach the grace and the love, but that you also preach the wrath of God, and that you also preach that when you live right for God, you will be persecuted. People will not like you just like they did not like him. We need to preach the right gospel. So because people have been lied to, they think, well, everything's supposed to be perfect. And I tried this Jesus thing, you know, and I ended up losing my job because I didn't agree with the way they did things. You know, I have this thing now called integrity. And because of it, now I got fired from my job. Jesus changes. He transforms us. He divides. You know, people think, well, now that I have Jesus, my family's going to be put in order. and My bills are going to be put in order. And everything's just going to be perfect. That is a lie. Yes, he wants to bless us. Yes, he will do it, but on his time. And we give up too quickly, too quickly in this life, in this relationship with God. You know, it's like I spent 21 years of my life living in this world, and then I decide, Jesus, to fix it all in one day. That's how we come to Jesus, like he's a genie. You know, like he's Santa Claus, and we're just going to sit on his lap for a couple minutes, and we're going to give him our wish list, and it's going to be done. That is a lie from the devil. Everybody say lie from the devil. I bind those lies up right now in Jesus' name. If anyone in this room is thinking this, they're ready to give up because it's not working. It's not going your way. I bind that lie up in the name of Jesus Christ. Wait, push through, persevere, endure. And look at the life of Jesus because it was not a walk in the park. Aren't we supposed to be like Christ? Aren't we supposed to aspire to do everything that he did? Well, let me tell you, his brothers and his sisters didn't even believe who he was. People wanted to kill him. That's the life of Christ. That's who he wants to be like. So, yes, we have blessings, and yes, he loves us so much. And, we want, you know, he's going to pour out all the goodness and, and, and everything that he, he wants to go. When it doesn't come on our time, we cannot give up. Amen? 
He says he came to bring fire. Fire in Greek is, I think you pronounce pur, pur, Vanessa? Pur, okay? So it's where the word purify comes from. So he says, I have come to bring fire on earth. He's come to purify this earth. Through who? Through the Holy Spirit, right? If we can all turn to um, John 16, 8. Ricky, can you put it up there with me for me? Come on, this is what the Holy Spirit does. He's come to bring fire, and the fire cannot come until he undergoes his baptism, right? Until he dies, until he goes up on that cross. And he's distressed about it. So what does the Holy Spirit do? Come on, who knows? What does the Holy Spirit do? Know that he cut, well, when he's here with us, when he allows, you know, we allow him in our lives, what does he do? He purifies us, right? How? Let's see. Are we there? 16.8. Okay, I'll turn it over. Who's there? Amen. He says he will come, he will convict the world of guilt in regard to sin, righteousness, and judgment. He says when he comes, he will convict the world of sin, convict the world of guilt in regard to sin, righteousness, and judgment. That's what the Holy Spirit does. And that's how the Holy Spirit's going to purify us. And when we're purified through the fire, when the fire's in this world and it's purifying and it's cleansing, it brings division. Jesus is into multiplying and he's into dividing. You guys know the story? He, div- he multiplies, right? And he divides. When you begin to get purified, it brings division into your family. It brings division into your life. And you're broken. You're, you're going both ways because you love your family. You love your friends so much, but you know that you love God. And it doesn't work that way. See, Jesus knows that there can be no one that can come against him. There can be no one that can compete with him. And so when he said there will be mother against daughter, he said that for a reason because he said no one, not your mother, not your sister, your brother, or your father will take the place of me. And this is how it's going to be. You either love me first more than anything else in this world and follow me with all your heart, and then you can have that. But if it's not going to be that way, then you need to leave them behind. Amen? Let's turn to Matthew 3.12. Jesus came to, to separate he separates the wheat from the cha- from the chaff, right? Let's read that. Matthew three eleven through twelve. It says, "I bap- this is John speaking. John the Baptist saying, I baptize you with water for repentance, but after me will come one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I'm not fit to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. His winnowing fork." is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor, gathering his wheat into the barn and burning up the chaff with unquenchable fire. He's dividing. He's dividing. Come on, he's even dividing among us. When he goes out in the spirits in the world, he's dividing. Which one's mine? This one's mine. He's dividing. He's saying, which one's going to persevere? Which one's going to endure? Which one's going to go through the fire with me? Which one is going to be refined? Which one? He is dividing. Come on, let's turn to Matthew 25, 31. Come on, he's separating his sheep from the goat. It says, when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his throne in heavenly glory. 
All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Come on, who are you tonight? If you understand tonight that you are a sheep and you are one of God's chosen ones, he is separating you. So when you see the division coming, do not be surprised because he said it already. When you see the relationships that you seem are being destroyed and are going down the drain, do not be surprised because he said it already. When your mother wants nothing to do with you, doesn't want to talk to you anymore, do not be surprised because he already spoke these words. There's going to be division. See, in our life here in America, there might be division, and people don't want to talk to you anymore, and they might separate themselves from you. But guess what? In other parts of the world, people are being murdered for this. Mothers against daughters, they will murder each other because we choose to follow the Messiah. We choose to follow the King. In in America, we take Christianity for granted, and we say we're a Christian, you know. We might get a little persecution here and there, but in another country, it means your life. This is serious. He's bringing division. Expect the world to hate you like it hated Jesus. He's coming for the faithful who live according to his ways. Are you faithful tonight? Will you endure when your father leaves you? Will you endure? Come on. Will you endure? Is there anyone in this place who wants to endure? Amen. Expect it. When I, I know that in my life, in my personal life, I had to leave some people behind. I had to leave friends behind. That was the first thing. And it wasn't my doing. It was the Holy Spirit who did that. He was dividing. He was setting me apart. And in a due time, he will, he will use me in their life. But he set me apart. And then later on in my walk, he took my sister and I out of our home because it wasn't a place for us to be anymore. There was, there was discouragement there. You know, there was doubt. There was lies. There was fighting. There was cursing. There was too much sin in that house for us to be. He divided us. He took us apart. He separated us. And that's what he's doing to people in this room. But many times we doubt the Holy Spirit. We doubt what he's doing and we we forget the word when he said this would already happen. Our family influences us in ways that we don't even know. We are divided. And he doesn't want us to be torn that way. He says, you need to follow me. You need to take up your cross. Deny yourself. Come on, deny yourself. Yes, deny your family. Deny your friends. Deny that boyfriend or girlfriend you don't need to be with. Deny them. Follow me with all of your heart because he's not here, you know, to to play games with you. It's either all or nothing, just like Pastor Joe said this morning. It's you're either living for him all the way or you're living for this world all the way, which is the devil. Come on. He wants to do a work in your life. We got to leave some things behind. And if it's not family, if it, you know, maybe the Lord wants to divide you and bring you away from some things in your life. You know, maybe some sports. I know some gentlemen in this room have left Sports to follow Jesus, division. He's bringing you apart. He's separating you. That's not for you. I want you today to look into your life and say, what is the Lord trying to pry open in my life? What is he trying to separate? But I want you to focus on family members and friends who are hindering you, who are entangling you, who are pouring in lies into your life, who are discouraging you. Because it's not from God. Sometimes we want to hold on to to things and to people because we think that we're their savior. We're nobody's Savior. He's the Savior. He's the King. He's the Holy Spirit. He's the one that's going to minister to them. He's the one that's going to convict them of sin. He's the one. We are merely his servants. And when he says go, we go. And when he says do not stop at that town, we do not stop. We keep going because he has another mission for us. Amen? Come on, do we have some faithful people in this room? 
Do we have some people who want to push and persevere? Do we have some people that want to live holy and righteous before God and be obedient? Amen. So if there's anything in your life or anyone in your life tonight that you know you're struggling with and you're saying, it's hard for me to let them go. It's hard for me to say goodbye. It's hard for me to set myself apart. Then you need to cry out to God tonight and you need to ask him for help. You need to say, give me strength, king. Give me strength. Because it's hard. And it's not, he never said it was going to be easy. He said, but take heart, I have overcome. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be a fight. And the enemy is going to set himself up to bring, to bring division, to bring doubt, to bring questions into your life. He's going to set himself up against you because he does not want you to persevere. He doesn't want you to go forth and fulfill the plans that God has for you. But you have the Holy Ghost inside of you. And greater is he who is in you than he who is in this world. Greater is he who is in you, who is in me, than he who is in this world. It's time for us to start having some discernment in this room to cry out to God. Before we cry out for the gift of healing and all that good stuff, let's cry out for some discernment that we would recognize when the enemy is messing with us. We would recognize when it's, it's a lie from the devil and it's not from God. It's not our flesh. It is a lie from the enemy. We need to pray for discerning hearts in this place. You know, not to judge, but to judge the things that are going on around us, first of all. Amen? Who does God want you to set yourself apart from? Who is bringing you down? That is the question today. And if it's no one, then amen. Praise God. But guess what? People are going to come into our lives sometimes that are going to try to destroy us, that are going to come, you know, covered in in sheep's clothing. Is that how you say it? And they're, they're deceiving you. We need to learn how to recognize, discern, and be able to be led by the Holy Spirit and use the people who God has placed around us to help us to strengthen us and walk us through it. Amen? So when we break out into small groups today, I want us to talk about these things. I want us to pray for those people that we have left behind. Because I know I have left some people behind. And I pray, and I want you to pray that you would never forget them and never stop praying for their souls because they will come in Jesus' name. Remember that you are not the Savior but Him. It's hard to do that sometimes. We want to, you know, call them. We want to take them out to lunch. We want to convince them that God is so good. But that's not what it's about. And if they're entangling you, he came to divide. He came to set you apart. Amen? Let's pray.